Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Let me let you in on a little secret here, folks. Every time I sit down to record one of these here episodes, the first thing I do is I hit record and I let it sit there and record for 30 seconds in total silence. That is me saying nothing at all. And the reason for that is to record 30 seconds of background noise. For example, my furnace is running right now. And so that is picked up a bit on the microphone. And so I run the mic for 30 seconds, picking up that background noise, and then I start recording. And then once I'm done recording the episode, I can then isolate that 30 seconds and run it through a little freaking filter thing that recognizes that background noise and then eliminates it from the rest of the episode. That's pretty freaking cool, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's not perfect. It does what it does when it does what it does, but it's a little something that us, you know, really good podcasters do. Actually, the really good podcasters have nice sound booths. They've converted a closet or a small space in their home into a sound booth with like freaking foam stuff on the walls and everything. And I can't do that. I just can't. I don't have the money. And even if I had the money, I don't have a room in the house that I can convert into a sound booth. So I do what I do when I do what I do. You know what I'm saying, folks? Probably not because I'm a pretty confusing person. Let's just uh, let's just start the episode. How about we do that? Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host. My name is Steven. And hey, I'm on vacation, sort of. Not really. I'm on hiatus. I'm not on vacation. I'm still going to work every day. But the podcast is on hiatus, meaning... I'm not podcasting, even though I am podcasting. I, I re- I'm recording this little bit right here. It's not a full episode. It's just a little bit. It's a little bonus thing that I can put together for you while I am on hiatus. Something that I don't have to work all that hard at to put together for you. So you guys don't forget that I'm here because I'm afraid you're going to forget. And if you forget that I'm here, then what's the point? I mean, I'd probably still be doing this because who else am I going to talk to about comics, right? Am I right? Anyway, this is going to be another episode of my other podcast. This is a podcast that you can only get over at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Stephen R. Or for as little as a dollar a month, you can be a part of my other podcast. And by that, I mean you can listen to the episodes. Most of them, every once in a while, I release them out here on Just Another Fanboy for everybody to hear, like this one that you're going to hear up here in just a moment or two. But most of them... You can only listen to if you're a member of the Patreon, or as I call it, the Just Another Fan Club. You can listen 
to every one of the episodes. They're all there. They're waiting for you. They're doing their nails or reading the paper, or maybe they're in the bathroom doing a number two, but they're waiting for you to come listen to them. And I'm thinking about adding some new stuff over at the Patreon over in the new year. I've thought about, you know, hooking up the old phone over here so I can video myself creating one of these episodes and then putting that out on the Patreon. What do you think about that? I don't know. Maybe that's a good idea. I'm kind of a hideous looking dude, so maybe it's not a great idea, but it is an idea. And that's really the whole point, folks, is I'm always trying to come up with ideas to make my Patreon better. And all I ask out of the folks who are a members, that didn't come out right. All I ask for the folks who want to be members and who are members is a dollar a month, $12 a year. That's like nothing, nothing, nothing for you, but a whole lot for me if I can get like... 100,000 of you out there to do it. That would be awesome. Anyway, this is DC versus Vampires, issue number two. I figured I gave you guys the first episode. I'll give you the second episode dealing with the second issue. And I got to warn you, believe it or not, I get a bit silly in the episode. So be prepared for that. As usual with these little freaking bonus things, I'm going to play a bit of music. We're going to get into the My Other Podcast episode And then that'll be it. That's it for the episode. And next week, you're going to get the trailer for season number six of Just Another Fanboy. And then the actual season will land on January the 5th. So look for that. Until then, here's a bit of music and then the episode. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, Noodle. Noodle, come here. I need you to help me with the intro. To this episode, pick a number between 1 and 51. 42. 42, that's a good choice. Why do vampires refuse to bet on horses? Because of their inability to handle the stakes. Just walk away, that's, that's, okay. Yeah! Yeah! Welcome to another episode of My Other Podcast. I'm your host, and most folks call me Steven, though some of the other names folks call me, I will not repeat because they're not nice. And frankly, I wish they would stop because I'll be honest with you folks, I'm a bit tired of crying myself to sleep every night. I try to ignore people, but when they're throwing rocks and calling you names, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's hard. It's, can I get real for a second here, folks? Um, it's not easy being me. Actually, it, it is. It's actually kind of easy. I mean, it's not it's not a walk in the park, but it's it's uh it's not all that difficult. Don't worry about me, folks. Don't worry about me. Hey, so I'm here to talk about a comic book this week, ladies and gents. DC versus vampires, number two out of twelve. There's gonna be twelve of these suckers. We've talked about issue number one. We talked about that previously earlier, another episode sometime down the road. This sucker came out in November, last month, November 23rd, and frankly, at the time, I was feeling just a little bit too high on life to want to sit down and record an episode about it. Back then, I was walking the walk and talking the talk and eating some chalk and and other stuff that rhymes with walk. Balk, I was going to buy a car, and I balked at the idea of buying the car. What else rhymes with walk and talk? 
and chalk and balk. Clock? I was watching the clock. I was walking the walk, talking the talk, eating the chalk, watching the clock, gazing at the flock as it flew through the air. That's what I was doing, folks. Coming up with words that rhyme with talk. But not today. I'm not doing that today. It may sound like I'm doing that today, but I'm not. Not today. Today's not the day to be doing stuff like that. We don't rhyme. There's a time for rhyme, and that time's not now. No. Now is the time for vampires. If you remember issue number one, there was a dude. Well, let me let me run the credits down for you, folks. This sucker's written by Matthew Rosenberg with James Tynan IV with pencils, inks, and colors by Otto Schmidt, the one and only. He's not a phony. He should earn and win a Tony. He might be bony. I don't know. I've never met the man. He might be uh, bony. Maybe I'll get him an extra long cheese coney at the Sonic Drive-In. I can't stop rhyming, folks. I want to rhyme all the time after I climb with a lime. There, that's it. I'm done. I don't know if I have any more rhymes in me, folks. I'm sorry. I know that's a big letdown. It's a big disappointment. That's really what you come here for each and every week. That's why you're a member of the Patreon, to hear me be stupid. I know, because it makes you feel better as a person. You listen to these episodes and you're like, wow, at least I'm not like him. My life is terrible. It's in the dumps. It sucks. But at least I'm not like Steven. So you're welcome. You're welcome, folks. All right. So in the previous episode of DC versus Vampires, the dude from I Vampire, now I can't remember his name. He is a vampire. He learned that his arch nemesis, Mary, Queen of Blood, she had been murdered. She too was a vampire. And we're supposed to cheer when vampires are murdered, right? Yay, another dead vampire, or at least another vampire that's not undead. They're they're down. They were staked, staked in the heart. We should be happy. We should be throwing freaking parades and stuff with uh, ticker tape, you know, so the folks who clean up can have work and, and buy Christmas presents for their children. But no, we're sad that this vampire was murdered because she, for centuries had led the vampire nation, and she understood that there needed to be uh, somewhat of a peace between vampires and mankind, humankind, not mankind, humankind. That's what I meant. And uh, now that she's dead, whoever killed her is getting all the vampires together to declare war on the humans, the human beings. And this, uh, this dude, I think his last name was Bennett. He's a vampire. He gets wind of this and uh, he goes to alert the super authorities. He leaves a note with Alfred the butler because he'd come across Lex Luthor. The vampires had attacked the flippin' Legion of Doom and turned some of them into vampires, killed others. They were torturing the crap out of poor Lex, slapping him on top of his bald head and stuff. And Lex just wasn't having any more of it. And so he told this guy, hey, I vampire guy, here's a bit of my blood. He, he, he gives him some blood. Here's some blood, my friend. Take it to this address. And he gives him the address to the frickin' Wayne Manor. And so now, apparently, Lex Luthor knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Not that it matters, because now he's dead. He had a I vampire guy kill him. Just kill him right there because he didn't want to be tortured anymore. He gets it gets tiring getting slapped atop the bald head. It gets a little red and sensitive up there atop the pate when you get slapped up there a lot, being treated like bongos and such. So Batman has been warned 
about the vampire war. In the meantime, we learned in the first issue that the Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, he's been turned into a vampire. Matter of fact, he's the one who takes out Mr. I Vampire, who comes to warn the Justice League and tell him, help me, help me, Justice League. There's going to be a big old war against vampires and the human beings. And we got to put a stop to that. But instead, Hal Jordan whips up a great big old green blender with his frickin' ring and blends I Vampire into a meaty paste and drinks it down, smacks his lips and goes, mmm, mmm, that's some good stuff. And he kills frickin' one of the Wonder Twins. Or was it the Wonder Twin that he drank up like a thick, meaty paste? I don't know. I don't really recall. We're not here to talk about the first episode or issue or whatever you want to call it whatever you kids are talking about these days. This is issue number two. And in this issue, we learn Batman has gathered gathered his peeps together. Now, this is after Green Lantern takes out some magic dude who I don't remember his name. He's a magic dude. Green Lantern takes him out. And Green Lantern's boss talks to him and says, you, you, I got something for you to take care of. And Hal Jordan's like, no problem, boss. I will take care of it. And his boss, who we don't see, is like, well, I don't know about that, because the last problem I told you to take care of, he didn't take care of it, because apparently Batman might know that we're all bent on the the the, the destroying of the human beings, and we can't let that happen. So you got to do what I tell you to do, Hal Jordan, or or I'm going to I'm going to say some stern things to you and you're not going to like it. So Batman then gathers his the Bat clan around him. He he invites all his all his 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 family over. We got Batgirl and Nightwing and Little Robin and Big Robin and the Red Hood and uh the other the Batwoman Bat not Batwoman I don't know you've got a you've got this this the the Batgirl that wears the freaking mask that covers her entire face and then you got the Batgirl that's Barbara Gordon I don't know if she goes by Batwoman anymore because there's already another Batwoman but yeah we got two Robins here Little Robin and Big Robin so I don't. I don't know what's going on in this world, but Barbara Gordon Batgirl is there and the other Batgirl is there who has the the mask that covers up her entire face. So Batman's telling them all the what, the what, what, the 411. He's filling them in. While he's doing this, Alfred is serving tea. But of course, little little Robin, Damien, Damien Wayne, he doesn't he doesn't drink the tea. He's he's a little boy. He may kick some butt, but he don't drink the tea. It doesn't agree with him. But but uh Alfred's like, it's okay. Little buddy, I'm, I made you some hot cocoa. Now, they are not meeting in the in the Batcave. They're meeting in the sunroom of Wayne Manor during the day, which is throwing them all off because they're creatures of the night. They're out there in the night instilling fear in the hearts of the villains everywhere. But here they are up in the middle of the day. They're scratching their eyes. They're yawning. They're stretching, trying to come alive, working that nine to five. And uh, Batman fills them in on the, on the vampire situation. Well... Come to find out the tea, the water that was used to make the tea, and the water that was used to make Damien's hot cocoa was holy water. So he was testing them all because that's what Batman does. He doesn't really trust anybody. He doesn't even trust his family. Matter of fact, we learn that he's not even quite sure that he can trust Alfred. Alfred makes it a point later in the book to show Batman that he's drinking the tea. See, Master Bruce, I'm drinking the tea. And... Batman's like, it's okay, man. Uh, I knew you weren't a vampire. Oh, well, it's nice for you to trust me like that, Master Bruce. And Batman's like, nah, see, I, I had the 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 boiler blessed. So that hot bath you took last night, if you was a vampire, you would have burned alive in the in the bath. 
So yeah, Batman doesn't trust anybody. But he he gets his his peeps together because he, you know, they got to stop this war. And as he's talking to him, he's like, you know, they're they're probably going to want to kill and or turn every metahuman that they can find. They're not going to turn all of them. They're not going to kill all of them. One or the other, you know, on the one hand, they're going to get rid of people that can stop them. On the other hand, those that they don't kill, they can turn and then add some freaking superpowered vampires to their army against the humans. And so as he's tell as they're as they're talking about this, one of the theories that they come up with is that it's going to be the the bad guys. The villains are that's who the vampires are going to go after first because the villains tend to go underground every once in a while. They they come up they rob a jewelry store or they murder a bunch of people or they try to take over the world and then they go underground and hide out to you know till the till the heat cools off and so the good guys the superheroes may not notice at first that certain villains are missing because they tend to hide out and go you know go on the DL they go off the grid and all that good stuff and while they're talking about this, we we go to a scene where a group of supervillains are meeting at like a freaking park because they're sitting at a like a freaking picnic table and they're waiting for uh, a couple of them. And you know what? I honestly can't remember the the names of any of these supervillains. Let me look it up real quick. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll hum a little song or something while I'm doing this. <laughs> no, that's that's not entertaining in any fashion. By the way, the magic dude that Green Lantern kills at the beginning, his name is Anton Arcane. Never, never heard of this guy. But one of the theories, as as the the Bat Group, as they're talking, you know, one of their theories is that they're they're going to want to take out magic users because vampires apparently don't do too good against magic users. They also theorize that any any superpowered villain or hero that their their powers are based in light, uh, like Dr. Light or the Ray, they're going to want to take out so because uh, they could hurt uh, the vampires. So let's see here. There's some freaking villains sitting in a park bench. We're not getting any names here, but they're they're waiting for somebody. And one of them is basically saying there there there's a lot of us that have gone missing in the past few weeks and another one of them says well the heroes they're they're hunting for us and the guy says no it's not the heroes it's something else and and uh one of the other it's like two women and two men and the other guy who's like a bald dude he uh, I, they I know they say his name at some point let me see every man is his name and he's like ah nobody's after us don't worry about it we're all cool and then Green Arrow steps out of the shadows and he he fires an arrow into the not every man, but the, the it's, it's, it's like a big guy who's sitting at the picnic table. He fires an arrow into his hand because the guy's about to get up and open up a big old can of whoop butt on him. And uh, Green Arrow's like, look, calm down. All right. What I'm about to tell you is absurd, but you're going to have to bear with me. And he tells them that vampires have been infiltrating the metahuman community converting or killing anyone who could fight back against their war against humanity. And the dude sitting at the table is like, what are you talking about, man? And Green Arrow says, well, one of you is a vampire. Isn't that right? Every man. And the other three villains look at every man and then they just start cracking up. Like the idea 
I, you know what? I've really been enjoying DC for the last year or so. I've been enjoying new DC books way more than I've been enjoying Marvel. But I've always been a Marvel guy, so I'm not all that knowledgeable on many of these DC characters. So I don't know who any of these villains are. But I'm I'm assuming that every man must be some kind of a joke because just the idea that he might be a vampire makes these other three villains just crack up. And then they stop and realize that every man is not laughing. And then he opens his mouth and he's got freaking fangs and the other three scream and they start to run away. And every man leaps at Green Arrow who shoots him with an arrow that must be uh, silver or something because he just dies in a puff of ash and smoke and he and green arrow tells the other three you aren't safe start protecting yourselves and the and one of the one of the women says you really think there's a human vampire war coming and green arrow's like it's already here lady well we get back to the bat family he's uh he's now explaining to them batman's now explaining to them that he has already tested them to ensure that they're not vampires by giving them the tea with water that was holy water. And then he takes him down in the bat cave. He's like, you've all passed. There's one more test, however, and he takes off his glove. They go to the bat cave. He takes off his glove and he picks up a wooden cross. And he says, I, I want each of you to hold this. If each one of you can hold this with your bare skin and nothing happens, then I know you're not vampires. And they all pass the test. And there's there's a moment when little Damien, he gets the the cross and everybody's looking at him. And he says something to the effect of stop looking at me like that. Whenever I pass one of these tests, you know, they're looking at him like they, if any of them is going to be a vampire, it's going to be Damian Wayne. Right. So Batman then uncovers this big like tool board that is covered with freaking edged weapons, swords and knives and axes and spears and just all sorts of edged weapons. And he says, basically, these are the tools that we we're going to need to go up against these vampires. And I think it's Nightwing that says this, these aren't the right tools for, for capturing vampires. And he's like, Oh no, we we can't capture vampires. We've got to kill them. And one of them says, Oh, so you're asking us to kill now. And he says, they're vampires. They're already dead. You can't kill what's already dead. And I'm like, that's right, Batman. And I, I stepped into the comic and we, 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 uh, you know, fist bump each other. It was, it was pretty cool. Now at one point, we go to the Justice League where the other Wonder Twin, Jaina, so it was Jan, I guess. Is that their name? Jaina and Jan. Anyway, she's looking for her brother. She can't find him. And Booster Gold makes a comment that's like, you know, that is weird. I have never seen the two of you not together. And she's really worried and she's crying. She says her brother has been gone for days and she can't feel him anymore. And Booster, ever the sensitive person he is, Tells her that maybe he just needed a break from you, you know, being felt by his sister. And she runs away crying. And uh, Plastic Man is the one that he's like, dude, to to Booster Gold, which when you have Plastic Man that's kind of dressing you down for for being uh, insensitive, that's you, you should probably take a look at yourself in the mirror. But we have the Bat family. They're getting ready to start kicking butt. They're, they're you know, they're forming teams. They're going to start kicking some vampire butt. Hopefully they'll join up with Green Arrow at some point. But we end the issue on a uh, beach, like a rocky beach. I'm assuming, uh, I don't know, the Pacific Northwest maybe. And it's it's littered with trash. And suddenly the Flash runs by and then he's gone. 
and Hal Jordan flies in and the Flash, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, am I late? And the Flash is like, no, I got here just a little bit early. I thought I'd do some good while I waited. And he was cleaning the beach. He was cleaning all the trash on the beach. And so Green Lantern makes a little, a little, a big old like throne for Barry to sit in out of his Green Lantern light. And so though Barry runs around real fast and and grabs up a bunch of driftwood and builds a, a chair for for Hal. And they sit down and Hal is basically like, you know, we're best buds, right? There's something bad coming. It's like fate of the world type stuff. And, you know, I just want you to know that that whatever happens, I'm here with you. And he's almost kind of, because uh, we know Hal Jordan at this point is, is an evil vampire. And so he's kind of trying to get just a little information out of Barry because he even asked him at one point, you know, has anyone talked to you about this, this, this crazy stuff that's going on, Bruce or Clark? And the Barry's like, I have no idea what you're even talking about. And he's like, look, all I know is something bad is going to happen. And that if something bad happened to me, you'd be the first one by my side. And Barry's like, you, you that's, that's right, man. Cause we bros and Barry and Hal says, well, I'd be the first one at your side. Cause we're bros. He goes, but Here's the thing, Barry, something did happen to me. It's something wonderful. And I wanted it to happen to you too. And then quickly the chair turns into like this freaking cockroach bug, giant spider cockroach bug thing that grabs up Barry in its legs. And he's like, look, man, I tried to argue for you. I tried to, I tried to convince them to bring you to our side. But, you know, the boss basically said that if we, if we turned you you know, with your powers, with your metabolism, with your speed, your hunger, you you would you'd get caused genocide. You'd drink the entire planet to death. And but you know, I tried, man. I I argued for you, but they they wouldn't let me turn you. And the the bug thing changes into just a, a force field of light that is encased around Barry to keep him still because he's trying to vibrate free. And then a bit of the green comes comes and wraps itself around Barry's neck and then there's a snapping sound. Now, the very last panel right after the snap, Hal is standing there and he's saying, "I'm so I'm so sorry, Barry. I wanted to conquer the world with you." But Barry's not there. So I'm I'm slightly confused. I would assume that if he just actually snapped his neck like it looked here in the in the in the panel before that Barry would be laying there on the ground next to him. But I, I don't see him. So something has happened off panel to Barry, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Maybe Barry actually uh, got away as, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if this is a mistake or, or what, but there's no Barry Allen laying on the ground dead next to Hal Jordan. And I don't know what that means. But so far, these first two issues have been super flipping awesome, and I, I just can't believe we get 10 more of these. I have mentioned it before that the Green Arrow, Oliver Queen, is one of my favorite characters, and the idea of seeing him and Batman working together, killing vampires, just it just makes me so happy in, in a way that I, I can't quite describe. It's I'm almost giddy with excitement because... You know, you get a here's the thing, you get a character like a like a like an Oliver Queen or, you know, who's an archer, who's main, you know, he doesn't have superpowers. His main weapon is a bow and arrow. Arrows technically that are is a weapon that's made to impale people and and kill them and he has to use it to 
you know, to do good. So it's, you know, it's not like I'm, oh, I'm a bloodthirsty reader and I want to see Oliver Queen killing a bunch of people, but it's the same thing with Wolverine. It's like, there's a reason you got claws. You want to see them being used for what they were meant to be used for. And killing vampires is a pretty good excuse to see freaking Oliver Queen let loose with his bow and arrows and kick a lot of butt. You know, as I'm looking at this page here where we're seeing Flash's neck being snapped, it looks like there's a tear coming from Hal Jordan's eye. But you know what? I don't feel sorry for him. He just killed his best bud. And uh, I hope he he rots in the pit of Hades. I can't wait for Green Arrow to put a freaking arrow through Green Lantern. I mean, they're the hard traveling heroes. He's got... Hal's got a past with Barry, they're buds, but he's got a past with Oliver as well. They're, like I said, the hard-traveling heroes. They traveled the freaking country together with Ganthet the Guardian and uh, hunted out civil liberties. And and uh, Oliver showed his conservative friend what the freaking country was really like because Oliver's a liberal and uh, he's a social justice warrior. And that's why I love him. It's one of the reasons I love him. Battling social injustice with a bow and arrow. Love him. Even though he's a rich fat cat, it's pretty funny. I love this series so far. Two issues in. It's a lot of fun. It's so beautiful to look at. Otto Schmidt. I, I want to give that dude a hug. This just is a wonderful looking book. Every panel is just something to behold. And uh, yeah, I can't believe we get 10 more issues of this. Superheroes fighting vampires. Some superheroes are going to be vampires. It's pretty crazy. And I, I'm going to keep saying it, folks. I'm not a vampire guy. I'm not a big fan of the vampires. But apparently if a vampire is done the way I like it to be done, and this is this is one of those cases that I'm into it. I guess I'm just not into the, the emo vampires. You know? Oh, I'm a vampire. And it's such a tragic thing about me because I'm really a good person. But I'm a creature of the night. And, oh, you must feel sorry for me. And I just, you know, mope somewhere else. I want to... I want to see some, I want to see Green Arrow put an arrow through you, vampire jerk. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Anyway, that was issue two. So uh, I guess we're just going to have a couple of weeks before issue number three comes out. And I'll try to get on that and, and read it and talk about it right away here on the show. Eventually, these episodes, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you folks. Eventually, these episodes will end up over on Just Another Fanboy. I'll either do that or I'll wait until all 12 issues are done and do uh, uh, one big episode about all 12 issues. I don't know. I haven't quite decided. Uh, you know, I just do what I do, and I'm not going to do the flipping Adam's family thing at the end of this. All I'm going to do at this point is tell you that DC versus Vampires, two issues in so far, it's well worth the price. Dive in, folks. The water's fine. I'm out. Peace! I don't know why I did that. That was stupid, wasn't it? Peace! Ah, somebody should put a green arrow through me.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 